0: On this week's Dose, we host Eve Halimi, co-founder and co-CEO of Alinea Invest, which is an investing app for beginners, Gen Z, and women. Eve has been a lifelong entrepreneur at heart, from selling bracelets and offering palm readings as a kid, to working at a growth stage startup after graduating from Barnard College, to ultimately being accepted into Y Combinator, and eventually going full-time on her startup, Alinea Invest. In the interview, you'll hear about Eve's experience at Y Combinator, as well as how she and her co-founder came up with the idea for Alinea. From there, Eve dives into some of the startup's early challenges and successes, a breakdown on the competitive landscape, what differentiates Alinea, and more. You'll also hear about how stock market ambiguity has impacted the company, as well as what's in store in the future. Stay tuned to hear about Eve's experience as a woman founder and her advice to our women pilgrims who are looking to get into the world of startups and entrepreneurship and stick with us for a top-notch list of educational resources and other startups that we should keep on the radar. We even had a little time to get philosophical, which you know we love to do here on the pod. As a quick side note, unfortunately for all the Pilgrims out there who are big Sam fans, myself included, he was not able to make the interview this time around for personal reasons. So this week's episode was a solo dose, and y'all will have to bear with me asking all of the questions. I know I usually like to have Sam's Midwestern charm to help balance us out. And so I hope to have him back as soon as possible. And with that, it was a pleasure hosting Eve on the podcast, and we are excited to share her story and wisdom with you all. Here's this week's dose. The views, statements, and opinions expressed herein by the hosts and their guests are their own, and their appearance on the podcast should not be construed as reflecting the views or implied endorsement of Independent Brokered Solutions, LLC, or any of its officers, employees, or agents. The statements made herein should not be considered an investment opinion, advice, or recommendation regarding securities of any company. This podcast is produced solely for informational purposes and is not to be construed as an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to buy a security. You see, here, kid, you gotta just go for it. Don't think about what comes after or what came before. You just got to bend your
1: knees,
0: take a deep breath, and jump. This is venture Pill, your weekly dose of startups and venture capital. We break down recent startups in the news and interview founders and investors to help you stay informed in the evolving world of venture. On this week's Dose, we have Eve Halimi, co-founder and co-CEO of Alinea Invest, which is an SEC-registered, FINRA-insured investing app that is changing the way the next generation invests. Eve, appreciate you taking the time. It's a pleasure to have you. How's it going?
1: Great. Thank you for having me today.
0: Our pleasure. Again, thank you for taking the time. Let's jump right into it. To start things off, we'd love to hear just a little bit more about your background and what led you into the world of startup and venture capital
1: i've always been an entrepreneur at heart i started selling bracelets at school when i was very young used to do palm readings for students um, in middle school so i i always had this entrepreneurial bug in me and after graduating i also worked for a high growth stage startup for two years on the ceo where i learned everything from um how to raise funds to um, how to manage teams etc and uh but I started Alinea, actually, as a school project in my senior year. Oh,
0: wow. That's awesome. And then jumping forward, so you mentioned you went to Barnard University. I saw that you went to Y Combinator, which for our listeners who may not know, is one of the biggest, if not the biggest startup accelerator. Companies like Airbnb, Coinbase, DoorDash have all come out of there. I saw you actually were there. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about your experiences at Y Combinator.
1: Yeah. So to get into Y Combinator, you have to do an application kind of like applying to college. You're answering a bunch of questions. And then if you get through that first initial point in the system, you're going to get through an interview. And it's probably the most intense interview you'll ever get in your life. It's 10 minutes where they're grilling you. You have a few seconds <laughs> to answer. You have four Y Combinator partners in front of you. And it's it's really stressful. They're really just trying to crack you. So we ended up Doing that interview we were in our full-time jobs by the way with my co-founder and when this was going on but we managed to get in and it's been i mean it was a life-changing experience especially as a first-time founder you're learning and growing with other founders but you're also constantly like being advised by the founders of airbnb and coinbase and just very successful entrepreneurs who will teach you what hasn't worked and what has worked
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I imagine that Y Combinator grilling experience is what prepared you so well for today's podcast. (laughs) And uh, in general, just all of the trials and tribulations that come with being a founder, having to sell yourself, sell your product. And so transitioning now, how did you initially come up with the idea for Alinea Invest? And what was the moment when you knew it was worth going all in on? You mentioned you were at a startup beforehand, you were in school. So when was the moment that you just said, okay, drop everything, let's go all in on Alinea?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So we. Started as a school project our senior year. Anam and I both interned on Wall Street, and both came back senior year and realized we didn't know how to invest our money. We saw that a lot of the people around us, a lot of our friends, didn't know how to create brokerage accounts, how to buy, sell, how to create a good portfolio. And they because you don't have any financial literacy courses in school, mm-hmm. you kind of are lost. If you don't have friends or family to assist you along the way, you don't really know how to manage your investments and your money in general. What right? Like I never learned about the fifty 20 rule in school i never learned about it from my parents either and so these were things that we were trying to figure out ourselves and we took an entrepreneurship class together and that's where we really sat down and looked at the problems around us and this just stuck with this idea for alinea which stands for a new chapter in french by the way alinea oh, nice. to create this new chapter in the investing space and in the money space that was more inclusive, accessible, financially literate for people who haven't had the exposure to it before. And so we started hosting community events at Columbia University, started bringing in speakers and saw a lot of traction. That's when we realized there was something there. And um, and it, we continued working on it behind the scenes, even after this class project ended. That's when we knew we were really passionate about it. And fast forward to pandemic, we had more time on our hands. And that's when Anam fell into Y Combinator. She was like, okay, if we want to create a startup, we have to go through Y Combinator. That's where all the best companies have come out of. Mm-hmm. And so we, we applied, didn't think we were going to get in on the first job, but we ended up getting in. And that's when we knew we had to quit our jobs and, and kind of pursue this full time.
0: Yeah, I love that. I mean, I have somewhat of a financial background, just what I studied in school and the jobs I worked at out of school, but still it's, I had to spend a lot of time learning and still don't feel entirely confident when you say, you know, invest in oil or gold or minority led businesses. Like it's, it's not as intuitive as it is with other investing things that you can do just to boost the educational value here. Could you elaborate quickly on the 50, 30, 20 rule?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So when you're looking at how you should be spending your, your money, right, like on a monthly basis, let's say I make X amount every month, you're, you you want to be spending 50% of that income into your needs. So my rent, my food, my groceries, whatever is necessary for me to live, right? I want to be spending 30% of that into my wants, um, which is, going out, having dinner with friends, um, shopping, going to Pilates, my beauty products, etc. So those are my wanted, I call them luxury items or mm-hmm. my um, extra items. And then you want to be spending 20% into either paying off debt or investing your money. And this is something that a lot of people don't understand that they need to be putting in t- 10 to 20% of their, their monthly income into the stock market or into the side to grow that that wealth, especially when you start, becoming a teenager or 18 like you need to be putting in X amount every month to grow it and to have that compound over time and the earlier you start the more beneficial it is for you
0: yeah exactly no that is fundamentals of budgeting 101 so I appreciate you indulging us real quick continuing on you had that aha moment you went all-in on Alinea it's still only been a couple years right what are some of the early challenges and successes that you've experienced thus far
1: yeah absolutely Early challenges, every th- we had to launch a product, get registered with the SEC, do everything in just eight weeks, basically. It was like wow. a huge time and raised $2 million for a seed round to basically be able to launch this all together. Um, so those were really intense eight weeks. We launched a very poor version of the, the product at first and where well, we didn't get to the chance to talk to customers as much, didn't get the chance to do as much user research as we wanted to. And so looking back, some of the things that I wish we had done better is just spend a bit more time with the customers, understanding their pain points, understanding what was missing and coming at it with 10 solutions. I think we also waited too long until we started charging for a product. We, we were in an era of growth before profitability, growth before everything. And so we, we didn't prioritize running a sustainable good business and we finally realized it, which was good, but it took us a bit of time to get there.
0: Right. And that makes sense. It's in line with a lot of other advice I've heard, which is like, you're not going to have the perfect product when you first start. So the sooner you just start, you know, hit the pavement, and then eventually over time, you realize certain things should have been done differently, can be changed. And that seems to be the typical journey that any startup goes through, especially when you're in such a tight timeline that you are when you're launching a startup. But tell us about a little bit of the successes you've enjoyed thus far. Don't be modest.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's been great to be able to help. I mean, the best moments of my day is when I get a customer that tells me, like, I finally was able to start investing. Thanks to you. I finally was able, I never thought I was of myself as an investor. I'm a first gen immigrant in this country. This is first time I I go to college, I mean, thank you, because I never figured out how to invest. And so that's really what we're here for. And that's what we're here to help new investors do. And that's, yeah, I think that's just the best part of my my day. and, And my job is just to help people like myself back in the days get started.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. I imagine that's incredibly fulfilling. Curious to hear what's the competition like, First thing and really only thing that comes to mind for me is Robinhood, just because that's kind of targeted more towards the newer generations. But just by perusing through the website on Alinea, there's plenty of differences. So otherwise, though, what's the what's the competition like?
1: Yeah, we've pivoted a bit. So I think when we first launched the product, it was definitely we were competing with Robinhood. Now we're competing more with an Acorns. Um, Mm. We're basically like a hedge fund for the, the new investor. So where, or you could call us your personal wealth advisor in your pocket, we use AI and a team of experts to help manage your investments and we automate your investments. So we're going to buy and sell for you. We're going to actively be giving you portfolio updates, kind of like a portfolio manager would be doing for you if you had a ton of money to invest. But we do it for the most Americans, essentially, with as little as $20 to invest in. And I think that's been our most successful feature since we've launched. We had investing playlists, which were custom index portfolios that people could create, which were really popular, but they weren't necessarily solving the user pain point, which is what do I buy? When do I sell? How do I create a good portfolio? We've really dug deep into these pain points that the users were facing and have created a linear automated, which solves for that pain point and isn't like your traditional robo-advisor. We're actively managing it and also updating so that you, you so that you learn um, through the process.
0: You mentioned the playlist, but just want to talk quickly about some of the other differentiators. I saw that there's bite-sized insights. You mentioned that there's portfolio reports. Tell us a little bit more about what kind of info and differentiators are available with the app.
1: Yeah, we've, take, we've spent a lot of time partnering with the right companies to be able to offer different data sources as well. So we have climate impact. So you understand the climate um, impact that your investments are having on the world. We have female leadership. So you understand based on what's the average U.S. Um, board essentially and how much female leadership there is in the company compared to that. We have diversity metrics and we have ESG metrics. So we've done a lot of work around ESG and climate impact data as well as diversity data.
0: That's awesome. And then, so one more question specific to Alinea here is what's the cost structure like? Because you mentioned that it took a little bit of time to iterate over. So we'd just love to elaborate quickly.
1: And I think we're still not done iterating, Um, (laughs) but we launched a a yearly membership fee for people to access. We really looked at what financial advisors were charging, which is basically the service we're offering, but we're automating a lot of the processes. A financial advisor will start at $2,000 a year. It it can Mm -hmm. go up to $7,500 a year. We're charging $120 as a membership fee for education, insights, management of your investments, 24-7 support, and so much more.
0: And so that's $125 a year or a month?
1: $120 a year.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's a sweet deal considering how actively managed you mentioned everything is. That's, uh, that's, that's a lot better, especially compared to other managers like you mentioned. Yeah. So moving forward a little bit, obviously, there's a lot of ambiguity, I would say, in the current market. It's been like this for a little while now. And so how has that ambiguity impacted Alinea?
1: So I think, I mean, just looking actually at the past year, the financial markets have been doing pretty well. Even our Alinea All-Stars Fund compared to the S&P 500 is up 22% this year. We're seeing that for a lot of these first-time investors, they're not really thinking about like today or tomorrow, they're not day traders on our platform. They're here to invest for the next 10, 20, 30 years. And so that's why when users get onto our app, they're pushed into a recurring investment because we want to create this new habit for our investors. Right? I I would rather you invest $20 every month for every week, than put in $5,000 all at once, because it's, it's a habit that users need to be creating. Like we talked about the 50, 30, 20 rule. And so most of our users are putting in a recurring investment. They're coming into the app once or two times a month to check in on their investment and to learn about what's going on in the markets and what's going on in their portfolio, but they're not really like very obsessive about what's going on on the day-to-day because that's not how the regular investor should be.
0: Yeah. And I, I imagine you help calm some of their nerves and anxiety around the ambiguity because, you know, they trust that it's in good hands with Alinea.
1: Yeah, we've done also a lot of behavioral psychology design in our product as well, where we're not going to put alarming red and green on the screen. <laughs> it's going to be way more neutral, pastel colors where it's a more calming experience. And that's a big feedback we've gotten from our users who have used Robinhood or other platforms. It's very stressful, anxiety-inducive, while on Alinea, it feels more, way more
0: peaceful. I love that. I find the psychology behind things like that just so fascinating. But so looking forward a little bit here, what are the plans looking like for the rest of this year, as well as a few years down the line, if you could share any key milestones that the team has come to mind?
1: Yeah, we we want to get to over a million customers on our platform. We've recently gotten to over 150,000 users, uh, investors on the app, but we really wanna help millions of Americans kind of grow their wealth with Alinea and focusing more on personalization, focusing on more financial services is definitely on our roadmap and using AI to do so.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. 150K, that is, that is super impressive already. Love the integration of AI in there as well. Care to elaborate a little bit more on how AI is coming into the mix?
1: Yeah, we're really looking at what your interests are, what your risk tolerance is, what your investment horizon is. We're taking all these data points basically on your income, on everything about you, and we're going to recommend a personalized portfolio and plan for you. Everyone's going to choose between three different plans. There's climate change, recession proof, or Alinea All-Stars. Most people choose the Alinea All-Stars, like 92%. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, And then based on your personal risk profile, we're going to alter the weights of that portfolio. And so that's where we're using AI currently. We're going to be using AI in the future to summarize quarterly reports, to provide more personal updates and just financial help along the way. Um, But that's how we've been starting to integrate it so far.
0: Okay, cool. So you mentioned Alinea All-Stars. Please elaborate.
1: So Alinea All-Stars is our flagship fund. We have three funds, basically, three large funds that we're managing at Alinea, kind of mm-hmm. like a hedge fund managing different funds for investors. Our Alinea All-Stars is our flagship fund that we personally are, are buying and selling out of every single week. And the climate change is really focused on climate tech companies changing the, the world. And the recession proof is seven different asset
0: classes. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you for elaborating there. So moving forward here, as I'm sure you're aware, less than 2% of venture capital dollars are invested into women founders, which is an abysmal stat and something we certainly try to bring awareness to here on Venture Pill. So with that, just want to hear about how your fundraising journey and overall founder experience has been over the years.
1: Yeah, challenging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, It's definitely challenging to raise money as a woman. And I think we've seen it as well with companies who are doing similar projects as us startups as us, when they were getting started off, they were able to raise way more venture capital money. That being said, we were fortunate enough to, to raise a round of funding. We raised 2 million, $2.3 million out of Y Combinator, which has allowed us to, to manage and grow our business and to have a business right now that's operating on its own, which doesn't require any VC funding today. And that's where we want to take the company is to really grow and become a profitable business.
0: Love the love the emphasis on profitability there. And so that $2.3 million was a seed round back in 2021, correct?
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay,
0: awesome. I did. I did my research. Uh, did. Curious, what are the fundraising plans moving forward? Obviously, again, don't want to get in f- over your skis here. Definitely want to prioritize being profitable, but we'd just love yeah. to hear your philosophy.
1: Look, for us, our goal is not to look at the next round of funding, right? That's not a measure of success. And that never has been. It's been glamorized by the media in many ways, but it's really to operate and scale a successful, profitable business. That's what differentiates a long-lasting business to a a short-lived startup life. And I, I think when you raise VC money, also it's a big learning I've had. It's just you're kind of pulled in so many different directions that you forget to focus on the, the real thing and, and what's the most important. The more you can do it yourself, the more you can be scrappy, the better you'll be off.
0: Yeah, we, we love to highlight the pragmatic approach to raising and scaling a startup, which is, you know, it's easy to chase the media glamorization. Actually, speaking of glamorized media, um, one thing that definitely I think gets glamorized is being a founder, right? People want to be their own boss. And I know that's something I certainly can relate to and many of our listeners can as well. But in your experience, what's something about being a founder that is contrary to your perception or the overall mainstream perception about being a founder?
1: I feel like when you raise VC money, you're no longer your own boss. You have shareholders to report to at all times that are it doesn't feel like you're your own boss. So That's also an important thing to remember, right, is as soon as you take outside capital, you're you're not working really for yourself, you're, you have to report to your customers, but you also have to report to your investors. And yeah, I mean, being a founder is not, it's not glamorous. It's you're, you're <laughs> working day and night, you're working on weekends, you're working nonstop, and it's, you're, you're sacrificing a lot in your personal life. And that's important to remember, it's not for everyone.
0: Yeah, no, certainly. Well said. Piggybacking actually off my previous question about less than 2% of VC dollars going to women, what advice would you have to women or girls out there that are listening to this podcast and are looking to build a startup or raise money for a business or just get into the world of entrepreneurship and venture capital at large?
1: Join an accelerator program. And we did a few accelerator programs before Y Combinator. We did a Columbia University accelerator program. Most of schools out there have a startup accelerator program tied to the school and those are really helpful to get started, but join founder networks, reach out to other successful founders around you when we were recruiting for Y, I mean, not recruiting, but applying for Y Combinator. We reached out to over 20 founders who had done Y Combinator and that was really helpful in us getting in. Definitely do an accelerator program, whether it's Y Combinator, Techstars, or another one out there. It will really help you go from zero to one.
0: Great advice. And now just transitioning to the last few questions of this interview, let our listeners get an opportunity to learn a little bit more about you personally. Are there any books, podcasts, general educational material that you would recommend about learning more for startups and business?
1: Well, your podcast.
0: Perfect answer.
1: (laughs) Um, I loved how I built this. I used to listen to it a ton. A 20 BC is a great one as well. There's a ton out there, but those are definitely the, my, my favorite ones. The Hard Things About Hard Things is the best book mm-hmm. about entrepreneurship. Creativity Inc. is another great one. Shoe Dog. Yes. I could go on and on, but there are so many great resources out there.
0: Yeah. And I actually just finished Shoe Dog. Fantastic book. Have heard great things about the Hard Things About Hard Things.
1: Oh, yeah. You have and to. We've- read
0: that yeah no that's definitely on the up next you know if this were a playlist that's on my up next book um but yeah also 20 vc harry stebbings we've talked about him before so love to hear some of the overlap that we have between ourselves with the educational resources here's a little bit of a deeper philosophical question what and or who inspires you
1: you know there's a woman who I was really inspired by when I was starting Alinea, she was one of the first female founders in fintech back in the day. She sold her company for $250 million. Alexa Von Tobel. She was the CEO of LearnVest. I don't know if you've heard of her before. But she, she basically saw that the, there was a lack of financial literacy similar to us during the 2008 crisis. And, and built a platform to help more Americans kind of get out of that, uh, learn how to do the 50-30-20 rule and so on. And she, she was definitely a huge inspiration to Anam and I starting Alinea when we were both in school. But I think who inspires me, they're my founding team. There's Dan Nissenbaum, who's our CTO, and Anam Lakani who's the co-CEO with me. They, they definitely inspire me to, to keep going every day and, and to be building what we are.
0: Awesome answer. I appreciate you sharing. One more question. Are there any other startups out there that we should have on our radars to let our pilgrims out there? That's what we call our listeners. Let them know about?
1: Yes. We just announced the affiliate partnership with Select Card. The founder is called Carlos Cisco. You should definitely reach out to him to bring him on the podcast. He's also scaled his company to become break even or profitable. And he's he's incredible. So absolutely. Another founder in our network is Katrine, the founder of Fritch. Uh, She's another female founder in FinTech. She's also raised VC funding. Vrinda Gupta, who's the founder of Sequin. She was in Y Combinator with us. She's raised one of the largest seed rounds as a female founder. Um, So yes, tons, tons. (laughs)
0: Okay. That's awesome. I'm going to make a note to follow up with you after this to put us in touch, please. That'd be awesome. All right. Well, this has come out fantastic. Final question for you here. I know you have to go somewhere. What is the best way for our listeners to follow and connect with you as well as what the rest of the team and the company at Alinea is up to?
1: You can reach out to us on LinkedIn. We're more than happy to answer any questions you have, more than happy to be a helping hand. You can follow us on TikTok at Anam Eve or at Alinea Invest. That's where we have most of our community efforts and that's where we're growing our community. We also have a Slack channel where you can, find, can get access to on our website at alinea-invest.com. So there's plenty of ways to reach us. <laughs>
0: Awesome. Well, Eve, this has been amazing. I'm sure the Pilgrims are going to love this one. Thanks again for taking the time. This was a lot of value packed into about 25 minutes. And yeah, we look forward to staying in touch. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another dose of Startups and Venture Capital. And as always, we appreciate our Pilgrims spreading the word about the show. Share with your friends and help someone else make the pilgrimage. See you next time. She told me that she only bumps my music when she's lonely. Thinks my vibes a little low-key, okay, dokey. That's all right, but wait. I don't know how to do